and people are, are, are caught up in here with false beliefs. I, I feel so strongly to attack it at this moment before I even speak. The beliefs are false, they're wrong. They're not in the Bible, they're not of God. They are learned things that man has infiltrated your minds with. And tonight they will be broken. Tonight there will be liberty and there will be freedom to receive the pure word of God and the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen and amen. So this evening is the last in our series on Give Thanks. And my title, as you will know by now, is Thanks Be to God Who... Who what? Hallelujah. So who is this God we must give thanks to? And what's the power behind giving thanks? Somebody gives you £10, you say, well, thanks so much. Somebody gives you a car and you say, wow, are you sure? Oh, thank you so much, I'm so grateful. And then you go and you boast about what that person has done for you. And you feel differently about them because they've given you something. That full scripture, thanks be to God, is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. I read from the Amplified Bible. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. So there's a reason to thank him already. And through us spreads and makes evident everywhere the sweet fragrance of the knowledge of him. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in Christ, but also makes known the knowledge of him. The Lord wants us to know him. To know him. That's why I'm asking for a revelation tonight of who he is. A revelation of Jesus Christ who is so worthy of praise. I touched on this on Wednesday evening and I will repeat that we are commanded to give thanks. I'll read some scriptures that I shared on Wednesday night. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love endures forever. That's taken from 1 Chronicles 16, verse 34. With them were Heman and Jeruthun and the rest of those chosen and designated by name to give thanks to the Lord. For his love endures forever. It says it again. 1 Chronicles 16, 41. Psalm 107. I don't remember the verse. I didn't write it down here. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. So first of all, we are commanded to give thanks. I always, and people who know me would say, she's always saying, say thank you, say please, because I was brought up with what I call manners or courtesies. And many times people don't, they just, can, can you get that, can you do that? And there's no please and no thank you. And so I love that we are commanded to give thanks. 
that we're commanded to uphold as a minimum a courtesy for something that God may have done in our lives. But it's because this love endures forever. Now, oftentimes in the Bible, we see that praise and thanksgiving go together. Is there a difference? Because I tend to use them interchangeably. Praise focuses on the character of God. And praise focuses on our love for God. There's an outward focus. The focus is on God. The focus is on his goodness, his kindness, his power, who he is. That's what praise does. We lift up a praise to him. We declare how worthy he is in worship. We're lifting him up. We're saying who you are. And the focus is on him. Thanksgiving can be different because it focuses on benefits given to us. So the focus is now on me, on you. Someone gives you a gift, as I said, and you usually thank them for it. But do you also feel good about them? Because they've done something good for you. You're grateful, but you also love or like or warm to the person because they've suddenly given you a gift or been kind to you. The focus is on, I received it. And this is where we thank God. We focus on what God has done for us. Something has been gifted to us from God. Thanks is also a recognition that somebody has done something. So let me quote from Psalm 100 verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Remember I'm talking about is there a difference between praise and thanksgiving? This is talking about the temple in Jerusalem. There were gates that led into the temple compound. Entering the gates with thanksgiving meant still being outside the most sacred place. And we've had a little bit of teaching on some of this from uh, Pastor Andrew. But you're entering in with thanksgiving. It feels light. It's not as light as we think when I go further. But to enter into the inner courts was to come closer and closer to the Holy of Holies. So it's as if thanksgiving allows us to begin to become close to God and then praise who are you, who you are, brings us closer to him still. So that's a little bit of a difference, but I, I, I can't say or do one without the other myself. So thanks be to God who, who what? Let's look at Psalms 103 with its many who's. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name, verse 1 says. Psalm 103. Verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget any of his benefits. When we're giving thanks, it's because we've received, we've had some kind of benefit from the Lord. And here we go. Who forgives all your sins? Who heals all your diseases? 
Who redeems your life from the pit? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy? This lady who is in the black T-shirt. As you have been stretching toward listening, the Lord shows me that you are stretching toward him, that your heart is, is saying, I want you, Lord. Help me to know. Help me to understand. I, I want you. I don't know what it will take, but I want you. Help me to come close to you. That is what I sense from you. And he will answer you tonight, young lady. Amen. Who forgives all your sins? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy? Who satisfies your years with good things? Even though life can be tough. He, God, satisfies our years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the soaring eagle. So for people in here who are slightly older, my youth is renewed because that's who God is, satisfying my years with good things. It goes on to say in verse 10, he has not dealt with us according to our sins as we deserve, nor rewarded us with punishment, this is the amplified, according to our wickedness. So God has not given us what we deserve. He has been good to us. Verse 12 says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Let me pause there. Because for some reason, this psalm is speaking about the God who forgives sins, the God who removes our transgressions far from us. And who needs to hear that tonight? Your sins, your mistakes have been removed far from you by the goodness of God, by the power of God. He has removed them. They are far from you in his eyes. Thanks be to God who forgives all my sins, who heals all my diseases, who, as far as the east is from the west, has removed my guilt. Oh, so Somebody needs to hear that tonight. Your guilt has been taken and paid for on the cross. We have benefits that we don't deserve, but he has given by his grace benefits. Verse 17 says, But the loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children. His loving kindness is from everlasting to everlasting, to everlasting, to everlasting, to everlasting, to everlasting. Whoever it is in here that the enemy keeps saying to, you're a failure, 
You failed again. You're not going to make it. It is a lie. The loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. We give him thanks because his love endures forever. He is love. He never stops loving. Amen. So this is the God who does so many things that we know, so many things that we also forget, so many things that we're not aware of. Do we thank him enough? Probably not. So we've looked at the fact that we are commanded. We've looked at the who, but there are hundreds and thousands of things I could say about the who God is. What about the gratefulness of our hearts? And when should we be grateful? I'm reading a book at the moment. I won't tell you the title, but it's about how one looks after one's body and drops some weight. Who shouted amen? (laughs) The person who wrote the book is talking about another person in the book who has struggled with their weight. And so many times the enemy destroys our self-image because we don't think enough of ourselves. Some people who are slim think they're too thin. Some people who are more weighty obviously think they're fat and ugly. Some people want blue eyes and they've got brown. Some people want their hair thinner, but it's thick. Some people want their hair thicker, but it's thin. My friend in the book was talking about the fact that it was difficult to shift because the image was wrong. And this is what she did. Here's the excerpt. I focused on my positive sides, my smooth, fair, clear skin, my good height, my intellectual abilities, my pretty fingers, my, and thanked God for them, I was walking, talking, what a lot of other people could not do. I acquired a grateful heart, and then I felt better about myself. The enemy wants to keep our minds trapped Thinking wrong things, thinking about the past, thinking that there's no future or that the future ahead will never change. This person didn't think that they could lose weight until they began to be thankful to God for the fact that they could walk and talk, for the fact that they had pretty fingers, for the fact that they had clear skin, intellectual abilities. Yes, the body was fat, but the mindset began to change. Come on. Yeah. So get up in the morning and thank God for your eyes, your eyelashes, your eyebrows, your hair, your nose, whatever. Thank God that he made you the way that you are. Thank God he formed you with the colouring that you have. He made you the way that you are. That's something to be thankful for. 
turn it around. Oh dear, I don't like the size of my arms. I'm guilty. Turn it around. They're just going to get better and better. But they're okay so far, Lord. Thank you that they work. Amen. So being grateful is part of our giving of thanks. Not moaning and groaning and looking negatively on the things that are happening to us in our life. It doesn't matter the situation that we're in right now. All we need to do is cultivate the habit of thanksgiving. Lord, you are so faithful. Even when the plan I had did not go ahead. I was stuck the other day. I wanted to be back in the country on Tuesday and I needed to be back uh, by Wednesday morning for a specific reason. And I could have moaned and groaned or I could have had an attitude of it's all going to come out well. Thank you, Lord, that my life is preserved. That thank you, Lord, my life is preserved got me in to the country in the early hours of Wednesday morning. Just what I needed. How many times have we aborted perhaps the plan of the Lord because we have complained instead of being thankful? What do you mean? Be thankful that my fiancé walked out on me. No, 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 no. But be thankful for God's grace on you. God's goodness, even in the hard situations. So we need to have grateful hearts. We need to obey the command to give thanks to God. We need to acknowledge why we're giving thanks, because he has done great things for us. But there also is power in the giving of thanks. And this is where I wanted to come to. Who God is, but what is the power behind giving thanks? In Luke chapter 17, verses 17 to 19, I read from the Amplified Bible. Then Jesus asked, were not ten of you cleansed? Where are the other nine? These were lepers whom Jesus had healed. Was there no one found to return and to give thanks and praise to God except this foreigner? So the one leper who turned back was not a Jew, but was a Samaritan. So in the Jewish eyes was a foreigner. And that was the only leper who turned round out of the ten to give thanks. Verse 19 says, Jesus said to him, get up and go on your way. Your faith, that is your personal trust in me and your confidence in God's power has restored you to health. That's why I like the Amplified Bible. His confidence in God's power had restored him to health and made him whole. But he didn't discover that or hear those words until he turned around and went back to Jesus to give him thanks for being healed. How many times should we thank God? I was waiting on some healing in my life and I'm not going to say too much about it yet because I need a consultant verification. But suffice to say, over the years I'd thanked God, over the years I'd believed I'd had words that I'd be healed of this condition, I didn't see the healing and I kind of forgot about it. And just kind of, well, you know, this is how it is. This is life. Not con- 
consciously, but you just get used to something. But a few weekends ago, I was healed of this condition. And growths have disappeared from my body. But I need the verification. What I have done, because I'm waiting for the verification, every single day, I take communion and I thank God for my healing. Every single day since then. I don't know what the doctors will say, but I know that in giving thanks, there's power. Let me show you something. In John chapter 6, verse 11, then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. The same also with the fish, as much as they wanted. Five loaves, two fish, to feed 5,000 people. Before Jesus did the miracle, he stretched out his hands, he stretched out the five loaves, he stretched out the two fish, and he gave thanks. What was the result of giving thanks? Where was the power of God at that point? God's power came to multiply and feed all of the people. So is giving thanks just a nice soft thing? Or is giving thanks a weapon of warfare? Let me read to you Philippians chapter 4. Verses 6 and 7, probably my all-time favourite scripture in the Bible, but I have lots of favourites. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7 in the Amplified. Do not be anxious or worried about anything. Now there's a command in itself. How many times do you go to sleep at night? You can't sleep for the worry, for the thinking that never stops, that turns around your head about a situation that you need to see change. But the Bible says, commanding, do not be anxious or worried about anything. But in everything, that's in every circumstance and in every situation, the Amplified, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. I will not worry. I will trust in you, my God. It doesn't look good tomorrow. The bailiffs are going to knock at the door and I don't have a penny. But I'm going to give you thanks as I petition you, as I ask you. The verse continues, continue to make your specific requests known to God. But here's the promise. And the peace of God. That peace which reassures the heart. That peace which transcends all understanding. It's the bailiff, but I have peace. It's the bailiff, but I'm not afraid. That peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds. Another part of the Amplified says, that peace which garrisons and mounts guard around your heart and mind. What's a garrison? If you're an army, there's a garrison or a wall or a fencing in where you're protected. God's peace garrisons. It mounts guard around your heart. 
So that if you pray and if you give thanks instead of being anxious and worried and not trusting God, your reward will be peace. That in itself is warfare. The enemy doesn't have a road in when you're giving thanks. It's a spiritual weapon that we need to use. A weapon of warfare as we acknowledge him and all his goodness. When we do that, we cause angels to act on our behalf as we give thanks. I was just saying, I have to share this a little bit. My family, forgive me. I, I had years of debt. Years and years and years of debt, financial debt. I couldn't, there wasn't a way out. I would never earn enough to come out of debt. And then I took a role where I couldn't even earn what I earned as a junior in an office while that debt was upon me. I had the bailiffs threatening. I'll be honest, because somebody in here needs to hear this so that they can be set free. I cut off almost everything. Didn't watch TV because I couldn't afford a TV license, blah, 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 and hid it from my family. Didn't want to ask for help. There's pride. Over the years, as I learned to trust, as this scripture caused me to move from worry. God would negotiate every single thing I needed. And his hand always provided. The turnaround, even in the hard times when I would obey his word and sow the very little that I had, is that today, a thousand pounds will be placed in my hand for no good reason from a kind person is that if I have a need, God meets it before I've even thought about how is that going to work. There's a trust in me that God is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. There's a trust in me and I can give him thanks every day, no matter what letter comes in, no matter what situation comes up. I know his provision. Because In praying and giving thanks, his peace garrisoned and mounted guard around my heart. The weapon of thanksgiving caused the angels to begin to work on my behalf. Purity, I might as well touch it tonight, is becoming a lifestyle for me. It is not difficult for me. It is not because I'm wonderful. But it's because the closer you get to the Lord, you want to lose the sins that cause you to be bound and trapped. But as we move toward God, as we obey in giving thanks, in appreciating what he's done for us, his goodness toward us, we will experience day by day freedom, 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 from the pain of loss, 
from the pain of being silly and losing something because of our own behavior, uh, from so many things. The, the biggest thing we should be thankful for, because the devil has no defense at all in difficult circumstances when our focus is on Jesus Christ and our thanks is to him and we keep acknowledging how worthy he is that he went to the cross for you and I. We didn't deserve it. He took the risk. He said, I'm going to die for them. I'm going to pay the price for their sins. I'm going to set them free. I'm going to heal and cleanse. How thankful are we? David said in Psalm 69 verse 30, I will praise the name of God with a song and I will magnify him with thanksgiving. I'll lift him up with thanksgiving. So thanksgiving magnifies God and it gives God all of the glory that he deserves. My heart is focused on the work of the cross. As I take communion each day and I thank him for healing my entire body, whether it's manifested or not, my focus is on the fact that how can I ever out-thank him for the pain he bore on the cross? for the price he paid on the cross. I have to thank him every single day, every moment that I remember he paid the price for me, for you. He took a risk, young man. He took a risk that you would say, thank you, I believe in you. I know God is going to change your life. Even from this night, as you've been hearing the word, you perhaps haven't heard my words, but you have some things being revealed in your heart that God has for you and you only. And you will see him working you because he absolutely loves you. He loves you so much. No matter what anyone has said or thought about you or how they've treated you, he fully accepts you and he loves you. Each of us have to come to the place where we understand that the reason we're thanking him is because we are so special to him and so loved by him. People will talk about us, misunderstand us, Maybe they don't want to reconcile with us. Maybe we don't want to reconcile with them. But we have to understand the price that Jesus paid on the cross was for all. That all of us would be free. That all of us could step into his benefits. And we can thank him and be grateful. <laughs>